everybody. Grab your Bible and pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Psalms 25, verses 4 and 5. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truth and scripture, and we are talking about how to move forward in this episode, and we kind of dive into that, what that looks like, you know, with the Lord, like what do we do with desires or things that He's put in our hearts, or what if we don't even know what those things are? And this episode actually spoke a lot to my own heart, and I kind of needed this conversation in my own life. (laughs) So we are really glad that you're here. We would love for you to pull up a chair, listen in, and join in our conversation. Hey, Carrie, are you ready for a good conversation? I'm born ready. (laughs) Born ready to have a great conversation. Well, today, you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about some things. I am really having some things on my mind and have been thinking about it for a long time. And we've kind of touched on it a little bit. And the last uh, week or so, you know, as we've had our discussions about the woman on the well, the woman not on the well, she was not on the well, she was in by the well. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so I'm thinking about just moving forward and what's next in my life and next chapter in my life. You just read a book about this. I did. I read a book, Moving Forward, actually. David Jeremiah, highly recommended. It's really, really good. And it did. It began to stir some things in my heart. And the verses that I, I read, you know, at the very beginning about teach me to know your ways, O Lord, that I may walk in your paths. Teach me to walk in your paths. Those are the things that I've prayed for all of my children and all my grandkids. And I've prayed for myself as well all the time, every single day. I'm like, God, teach me your ways that I may know your truth and I may walk in your path. And I I started thinking about, you know, the next chapter. You know, we're about to begin school. Schools begin. The kids are in school and the grandkids are in college. And, uh, you know, just talking with the grandkids and talking to other people about, well, what's next? There's, you know, Christy says, you know, she's an empty nester. And there are, you know, children going off to college, next seasons of life. What what does God have for them? And the other day, I went to the doctor, as you know, and she started asking me all kinds of questions. So at first, one thing I did love, I love the fact that she said, uh, well, you don't look your age. Yes, that's always nice. That made me happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's always nice. Now, before I left, she thought, well, you acted older than your age. I'm not <laughs> sure you're going to make it. I'm not sure you're going to make it home. Should you drive and home? And I'm kind of mad. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of mad she let me drive home because the way that the little office appointment went was not too good. But anyway, but as I was talking with her, she was asking me all kinds of questions about my past and, you know, what I do and things like that. And she literally asked me, she said, do you ever think about harming yourself? Oh, okay. And I'm, I know. And I'm like, harming my life. She said, yeah, like, you ever have any suicidal thoughts? And I'm like, well, no. And What I about said, her? No. Was that a traditional question? Or is there something that you said that <laughs> caused her to no, wonder? No, it was a traditional oh, question. Okay. No, it was I mean, I know sometimes I do. Question. I just didn't know if that was like a follow-up. She was like, okay, well. Yeah, yeah, poor woman. Is she about ready to kill herself? But she, asked, she said, have you ever tried to harm yourself? I thought about harming yourself. And I'm like, no. 
I should have said, I don't like pain. That just sounds awful. <laughs> but I didn't. I just said no. And she said, why? And immediately I said, because I think God's got too much for me to do here. I said, you know, I realize that people my age, some of them, a lot actually, are just sitting around waiting to die. They feel like, you know, their kids are gone, their grandkids, you know, they're retired. They've got, you know, really not a whole lot going on in their lives. And I realized that. But for me, and I said to this doctor, I said, no, I've got too much to do. I said, I feel like God has a plan for my life. And I said, I feel like that God wants to use me in the lives of a lot of women that are hurting and having some really uh, difficult things going on in their lives. And I understand that. And I feel like God, you know, has that, you know, for me to do. I said, I've got a lot to do. I said, I, I said, I realize that. Maybe I don't look my age, and I know how old I am, but I said, I've got a, I'm just starting to live. She looks so funny. She was like, okay. Well, and, I think uh, that, yeah, it's she, not a very typical response. No, I don't even think 74. I think, I mean, I don't even know how I would answer that question. I mean, I know how I would answer, do you ever think about harming yourself? But I don't know what I would say. Like in this moment, I would want to be like, oh, yeah, I totally would answer. I think God has too much you know, I think God has more for me. I think, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I would hope I would answer that way, but I don't know that I would if I was in that moment. Because I don't, like, I think I have it so, like, that's in my logical, but I don't know that that would be like how I would respond. Well, it was the way I responded and she did look very surprised. Yeah, I don't know if she was surprised because I was 70, about to be 74 and she was surprised that I said it or she was surprised that, I had that mindset. I, I don't know. Well, probably I just both. That that's, that's what, what I'm came saying. Out of my mind. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think that as I, you know, went home and was driving home and thinking about all the conversations and the things that we were talked about with this lady, I started thinking about that. I'm like, God, I just don't believe that until you call me home that that I need to just not be excited about the next day. Like, you know, and you know, I, you hear people say this all the time. Like, how do you see yourself in five years? I hate that question. Well, I don't. I, I hate that question. I, like, hate, I don't see myself in I five years. I hate five-year goals. I hate 10-year mm-hmm. goals. And I know mm-hmm. that they are, I love goals. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe like for work is different, but I just feel like, and I think that they can be good. I just don't like them because I feel like I don't know how, like if you had told me five years ago, like I I don't know. I just don't like that question for a lot of reasons, like my personal life and in my, even professionally, because like so much can happen and so much, like God can change your direction and he can, anyway, I think they can be useful, but I don't like them. I think it can be useful to make a plan or to have goals or a dream. Yeah. It's like, I would love, right. Cause I say this all the time. Like if you had told me, what is your 10 year plan, five year, 15 year, 20 year, whatever, it would always have. I mean, marriage would have been in that. And that was Mm -hmm. not in God's plan. So thankfully, I was not, you know, like didn't have my hands fisted around that plan because, or I would have married the wrong one, you know? Yeah, that's true. The ideal of what what I want to talk about and discussing is the fact that, yes, we can have a plan. We can have dreams. We can have uh, goals. We can have these things that, we feel like God is placed in our hearts. Like, I I don't feel like I personally placed this dream in my heart to help women to be 
used by God in a way to to teach truth and to encourage women to to know Him. That's not my plan. That would not be something someone would really plan to do, other than the fact that it had to be God that placed that dream in my, in my life. You know, think about David. You know, David said, I want to build God, you know, a temple. And God put that dream in his heart. But God said, but you're not going to do it. Right. But your, your son, Solomon, is going to do it. But David did not go, okay, well, then fine. If, if Solomon's going to do it, I'm just going to let Solomon do it. David prepared and taught Solomon all the things that God had taught him about what was needed to build the temple. So God, you know, used David. He was still a part of it in uh, a way. And was very much a part yeah. of it, but ended up, the the end result was that Solomon, you know, built the temple. But I think so often we think about these things that in our lives, like what does God want for me? What is next for me? What is God's success for me? What would this be? What would my life look like as a success? Mm-hmm. How would I look at my life and think, well, that was a success. That's so funny that you wanna... say that because I totally forgot that I had this thought until this moment. I think it was okay. yesterday, maybe two days ago. It was recent within the last day or two. And I had this thought of like, I should have like, what's my win for the day? Like, Okay, if I mm-hmm. get through this book of the Bible and my Bible reading, you know, like have like a personal yeah. professional, you know, and they be little, not like when like I, I mean, I don't know, but just like little ones of like, okay, a win today, maybe just like I get all my laundry done and put away the person in my mm-hmm. personal life. And maybe, you know, there's another, I don't know, but I was just thinking of it in that way. Like what would be like a win where I'd be like, okay, like I did, like that was, I feel Accomplished, or like I feel you've accomplished like, something. yeah, like the yeah. success or whatever word you want to use. But that's just funny we say that because I literally had that thought, I forgot about it. So that was not a win where I forgot about the wins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking because I have a heart, I get very overwhelmed very easily with mm-hmm. a, when I have a lot on my plate and yes. especially in my personal life. And so that was more so what mm-hmm. I was thinking is like, how can I? And I, I guess maybe because I am a homeowner and alone, like there's just so many. I mean, I, you know, I was just trying it out there with a yard this morning and had an emotional mm-hmm. breakdown. So <laughs> it's like that just yeah. feels like par for the course where it's just like there's just, mm-hmm. yeah, there's so much and homeowning alone to do by yourself that. And so anyway, that's more so what I was thinking is like, what would be like little wins to kind of help me feel like I am. Not be so overwhelmed. Not to be so overwhelmed, but also feel like, because there's a part of it where, like, I'm a steward of this house, of this job, of this life, of this money, of, you know, like, whatever God has given me, which is everything I have. But anyway, I, I that's that was on my mind, and I forgot about it. So that, I was so overwhelmed, I just didn't <laughs> come up with wins. <laughs> well, but that is a good point, because what I was going to say, there is a difference between feeling like there's a win of accomplishing something of a task. There's a, there's a win, or you feel like you're successful if you finish a project, or you get a raise, or you've done your goals, you've met your goals, or you've, you know, achieved some things in your life that, you know, we can look at different you know, areas of our lives and say, oh, this is success. Like, I literally had a, you know, purpose to do this, and I did it. You know, I understand that. But when we put it in the spiritual realm, when we put it in, what is 
it, what does it mean when we want to fulfill God's purpose for our life? And for God, in a spiritual, I think, being fulfilled and moving forward in what God has for us, I think success means that we are fulfilling. We are in the process. We're moving forward in all that God has His plans for but us. But how do we know that? And, well, that's a good question. I'm Thanks. glad you brought that up. <laughs> Because I have it actually written down because I've been thinking about this and praying about this. Like, how can we know that these dreams and these things that are in our hearts, that we feel like God has a plan for our lives? What is it? How can we know that it's not our plans, but it's God's plans? And it's how can you unite both of these? Oh, uh, yeah. We, and we did touch on this when we talked that first episode with the Samaritan woman. I forget the title of it, but it was just a couple of weeks ago. But we touched on this a little bit because God had put this dream in your heart. And just like when we are aligned with the Lord, not put our trust in our desires, but we can trust that our desires are from the Lord as long as, you know, if we are abiding with Him, we, we mm-hmm. are surrendered, you know, all those things. So we have talked mm-hmm. about that a little bit. So I do, I do know that, but I feel like what God has purposed, that feels like a different question. And maybe it's not, but... To me, it feels like a different question. And maybe because I view desires as like what I would want. But yeah, I guess if I'm abiding, then what I would want would be what God would want. But it just feels like, it feels like what your purpose is. It should be this really incredible big, you know, like I think we can sometimes, we want to think of it as something probably that's a big deal. You know, like you have a ministry or, I mean, I think, you know, being a mom, I mean, you're raising humans, like that's a really big mm-hmm. deal. <laughs> but I feel like there's mm-hmm. other purposes as well. You know, I don't have children or, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking in circles, but for some reason, the question of what is your desire and what has got a purpose for you, it feels like two different questions, but maybe they're not. Well, they're actually not. I think that God does put the desires in our heart when we're surrendered to Him. We t- and as you said, we talked about this, about, you know, being able to surrender and want God's plan for our lives. And I think David definitely, when he was praying about, you know, building the temple, he felt like God had placed that in his heart. And he felt like he was good at it. He felt like he could achieve it. And it, to him, that would have been a success. That he would have been able to do that for God. God's like, no, I want Solomon to do it. I'm not saying that this isn't a dream. I'm not saying that it's not of me. So it's not that God doesn't place dreams in our hearts. And there is not that big difference between God's purpose and His plan for us and the dreams other than we have to realize that when I'm talking about moving forward and doing what God wants us to do, that means it comes second because it is God's plan and God's purpose that He wants us first. He wants our heart first. So when you're talking about your heart's desire, God wants our heart first. He wants us to love Him. Then as we're loving Him and surrender to Him and want His will above our will, then I believe that God uses these things in our lives. I think we have to pray and really seek the heart of God and seek His will and ask Him, as David was saying in Psalms 25, 4, like, teach me your ways that I may walk in your truth. And 
it wasn't like you're just sitting around on the sofa just worshiping God all day long. There are things that God wants us to do. Yeah, I mean, sometimes and, I do do that, but yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that that's good. I mean, I think we should start there. I think we should start every day on our knees. I think we should start every day asking God, what, what do you want me to do today? And sometimes it may be go talk to your neighbor. It may be go finish the scriptures that you've been reading all day long. It may be doing something that you never even thought was even possible. It may be just being aware of that there's a purpose and a plan for your life and God wants to use you. And I think it's you're sensitive to things that's going on, you know, around it in your life. But I think it starts with really praying. You've got to to pray. It said, uh, you know, when Nehemiah was felt like God was like gave him this burden to build, you know, to go back and build up the walls of Jerusalem that had been burned down. Nehemiah said, I pray day and night for this. And, you know, he hit a lot of obstacles. And he had to be ready and prepared to hit obstacles. And I think that a lot of times when we feel like God's got a plan and a purpose or God's put desires in our heart, and we've talked about this a lot just recently, and when there's this uh, opposition that comes us along, or there it gets a little overwhelming, we haven't considered the cost. When we decide and say, God, I want your purpose and I want your will to be done in my life, sometimes we don't consider the cost of that. And David, when he built the temple, it cost him. When Nehemiah decided to go and build the walls, it cost him. And it and it had a lot of opposition. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've been talking, I've actually been talking to you about, more so me talking than you talking about this, <laughs> is that what I'm seeing in, in the world today is that whenever there's an opposition or something that goes, you know, that it gets hard, people walk away. People stop. And, you know, Nehemiah immediately went, and he certainly uh, looked around, and he saw where the walls needed were been torn down. He knew what it was going to cost. He knew the job that he needed to do. It went at night so that the people didn't get to survey the damage and stuff. And so he he made a plan, but he had in his heart the overall what he was going to do. So he had a plan. Well, and he was sure that this was what he was going to do. Like not even he had a, because sometimes plans can go, you know, awry or they change or whatever. But he was like, no, this is, I mean, there's that, I don't know where it is in Nehemiah, but he says, I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not coming down from here. Mm-hmm. Like, cause people, mm-hmm. when he was up working on the wall, people kept trying to get him to come down and all this. And he's like, I'm not I'm doing a good work. And yeah. I'm like, coming I'm not down. coming down mm-hmm. until this is, until this is over or until I finish this good work or whatever. But so I think there are like a lot of elements at play where we sometimes are not that sure that it's from God, whatever it may be. Well, and, that's, and so, and I think yeah, that's, that's hard. Like, and I do think that there's wisdom in that to be like, okay, well, I'm hitting opposition, like discerning the spirits. Like, is this, is this opposition? Is this the Lord closing a door or moving my path or shifting or, you know, or is it then me trying to stop something that, and I know the Lord's plan cannot be thwarted. It says that I think in Job, and the enemy can try to, you know, get into things. So I do think that there's wisdom in discerning the spirits in that. But I think it's hard for us to be like, no, I know that this is what God wants us to do. Like, I, th- I feel like very few times 
I was just thinking like, when are the times where I have been like so sure? And there are times, but I I wish that there are times where I was more sure of that. And I was Mm -hmm. even just looking at that Psalm that you read. I think so often we forget that the Lord is leading. Like he, it says Mm -hmm. like, lead me in your truth and teach me and like, make me to know your ways. Like this is the Lord's job. And I have to remind myself often that the Lord is not trying to, I don't have to go find his will. (laughs) You don't have to go try to figure it out. I just have to rest in him. Like he will make it clear, however you'll make it, or he will put it on your heart or he will, like, he will do all that. He will do that work. And I think that's something I have to remind myself often of like, I don't have to like, like he wants me to know his will more than I do. So Mm -hmm. I just have to rest in that. Yeah, you know, Proverbs 16, 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. And trust the Lord means to entrust it, to commit to the Lord means to entrust it to the Lord. And and I think that what we're talking about, what I'm talking about, is just when we know for sure that this is something that God has established, that God has put me in this place. I think for me, often, we get into a place and that we have to, see that this is going to be costly, that this is going to, you know, I may have to stick in here and deal with some things that are not very pleasant. And so our first, because we don't like pain, is to retreat and go, oh, I must have missed God's will. And I don't see anywhere in Jesus's life where it was easy. And he continued, but he knew, he said, I know the will of the Father. I came to do the will of the Father. And I think when you get to a place where you're just comfortable knowing, I know this is what God has for me right now. And one of the ways that I think that God uses it is that you have to be in prayer. You have to be talking to God about it. I think we're so busy making our plans and then asking God to bless it instead of, talking to God and allow God to make our plans. And I think that God just has a way that is just through the Holy Spirit. There's no cut formula that you you and I can tell someone to say, well, this is what God always does, because God does things differently for different people. I I will say this. I think for me, when I began to realize, when we go back to the woman at the well, like I really believe that God has put in my heart that His will for me is to go and meet with these women, like maybe go teach, you know, teach. It doesn't mean I'm meeting one-on-one, but wherever. You know, you know, heard me say. I mean, you're doing that right now. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, where's Joshua as well? Like, where are those women that you want me to go and show them to you? And I think that that came from me understanding and realizing I was that woman at the well. I was that woman that was thirsty and felt ashamed and was needing to feel like she was loved and valued. And and so there's other women out there that's that needs to feel the same way. So I think a lot of the things of whether or not we want to know, well, what's God's plan for our lives? I think you need to look at your life and look where you have seen the hurt or you've been able to, your eyes are open to or if there, there is a need. You know, I think so often men often look at certain things and say, well, I know when I was, you know, growing up, I wish my dad was at uh, my football games. I wish my dad was more involved in my lives. If that's a pain, then maybe God's will for your life is to go and be that dad 
that your dad was not. Maybe that's God's will for your life. A lot of times when people are divorced and they have this pain of, you know, the marriage didn't work out, well, maybe God is wanting you to to show your kids differently. That this, like, I can have a marriage. I can be married and have a godly mm-hmm. marriage. You're still, and so it's, yeah, you can still have a healthy relationship. Like, you can still show right. them, like, this is right. Doesn't yeah, mean that you don't have lost. to be a victim. Of it. Right. You know, I've, I've thought about this a lot because Howard, you know, uh, came from a broken home and his dad was an alcoholic and he had zero example of what a godly dad was. And of course, Howard is such a perfect example of a loving and godly man. And, you know, so many people like always say, well, how did, you know, how, what happened in Howard's life? Well, how was his dad like, because he's got such, such a loving and godly, you know, presence and he loves his children. Right. And he's like, very present in our like, lives. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, well, he sure didn't get it from his dad, but he got it from his heavenly father. And so as you think about, you know, so often we think, well, we didn't have an example of that. We could never be an example of that, but you can. And I think sometimes when you have this hurt and you want things to be different in your life, maybe God wants to use your story to bring praise to Him. And and I thought about this. I wrote this down that, you know, I have a story to tell and a Savior to praise. I have a story to tell and a Savior to praise, what God has done in my life. And I think that those are the the heart, that's the, the ground that God uses to place and to put that dream in our hearts, in our lives. I think His will for our lives, His plan for our lives. You see so many times people that have started ministries, whether it was prison ministry. Maybe their dad was in prison. Maybe they were in prison. They got out of prison or decided to go back and help people that are in prison. You see it time after time because they can relate to that person. So I think, you know, when I was thinking about, you know, moving forward and what's next, I had to look back in my life and think, well, what has God done? What has God placed in my heart that has come from a a heart that's been broken or wounded. And that's where, you know, it came from the woman at the well. But I think so often we feel like we cannot move forward because of our pain. We're so overwhelmed with our wounds and we're so overwhelmed with all the things that we're having to deal with based on on our story. Instead of looking at a story and saying, God, here, here is my heart. And instead of growing walls and building walls, I think I even said to, this to you the other day, and I know I said it to some, a couple of my grandchildren just this week, that God has built a firm foundation in your life. He, God is your firm foundation. And when God begins to, to build on that firm foundation, He doesn't start with walls. He tears down the walls. And he begins to build on the foundation of who he is. And I think so often we see the walls and we are so concerned about the walls that we don't really understand that we need to build on the foundation of what God has already done in my life. And I think as I think about moving forward, like, you know, back to that horrible question of where do you see yourself in five years? (laughs) Like, I, I don't. Because you and I were talking about yesterday, you know, 
you know, you went to the doctor or whatever, and, and you know, he's, she's asking you about what you want. And you're like, I'm just trying to get through the day. Yeah. I was like, and, I don't you know, know, man. You know, <laughs> I don't know. How am I supposed yeah, to know just, this? Yeah. But, you know, I think in some ways it's good because you don't have any perceived ideas. Right. And on the other hand, it's bad because sometimes pain and tears keeps us from dreaming. Yeah. And I just think that for me, I just want and to get that's in part what day. I am trying to figure out. I'm like, I don't know because I can't. I don't yeah. know because of that. I just think, just think about this, Kara. What if you this? What if you got up every single day and you say, God, what are we going to do today? And God, what if I just trusted you to do the impossible? What would I do? I need him to give me more energy. If I just trusted you. Yeah. I mean, that's like, a leg- I say that kind of jokingly, but also legitimately like I need more energy. Because I feel but like you know what I have been. When you don't have dreams, you don't have energy. When you don't have a reason to move forward in your mind, whether I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in everybody else, you're you're tired. When you don't see yeah, that I God can down. overcome all the yeah. When you can't, when you don't see God as the overcomer, when you don't see that no matter what God has asked you to do, that He's given you the power to do it, and you feel like you've got to do it in your own strength. You, you will not have energy. But and for me, it's just like wanting to say, God, what would you do if I really had the faith to trust you to do it and believe that you would? Yeah, I mean, that's the other I thing do? is believing that he would. Yeah. But you know, why, why wouldn't he? If he's, he, you know, I've just read in Proverbs, God establishes plan. You just told me. Mm-hmm. It is God's responsibility yeah, well, to the funny thing is, and do the plan. And s- the funny thing is in Psalm 25, what you've read, I have written in the margin. Uh-huh. I didn't notice it till just like a couple minutes ago. Uh-huh. But I have written in quotes, like as if God is speaking to me, like I direct your desire. I thought that was so well, funny. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, who, I don't know when I wrote that in the margin. Who knows? And I think for me, we're so busy trying to cultivate our desire. We're so busy to fulfill our desire. We're worn out. Because then it's our desire, it's not his. Right. And I think we think that it has to be some big, like you said, like it could just be like, I don't want to go talk to my neighbor. I don't think, I have zero desire to do that. So I do not think that that is what God has put in my heart. But sometimes it can be just like a simple, like it doesn't have to be this big thing of like, go start this African ministry or go like preach in prisons Mm -hmm. or something. You know, like, yes, those are the amazing things people do. But I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. And it's like, he could just be put on your heart of like, hey, just go sit with your child and read a book. Or just send a text and encouraging word to somebody. Yeah. Just smile. Just smile at somebody. You know, I didn't realize it. But someone said to me not too long ago, like, you always smile. And it makes me so happy. I love to see your smile. Well, number one, I didn't know I was smiling. But number two, what a joy. And I, I mean, it just gave this woman such an excitement, just the fact that I smiled at her. Now, I didn't know. I, I mean, I kind of smile at I her. I know. I'm like, where were you? I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. I do think that you have a joy about you. I don't know that I- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I, but I guess you do. I don't know. I yeah. I love that she pointed that out, but may, I do think that you do when you're out in public for sure. You know, like when you are like out well, and I mean, about I'm with not people all the way home doing right. laundry. No. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was thinking of like, well, and you know what else? Looking them in the eye, just looking someone in the eye, and 
acknowledging that you know that they're there. I mean, these to us may say, you know, really like this is God's plan for my life. Yes, because I think that when we are doing what God has for us, it's is as if we're doing it in His name. I think Jesus says, when you offer someone just even a cup of water in my name, great is your reward. And I think that, you know, when we do these things and just say, God, you know, today use me in the lives of someone. I think if you just say, you know, God, just use me in the lives of someone, it doesn't mean that you've got to give them an 18-step or a five-step plan (laughs) on how to make their life the most godly Life yeah, in the I world. honestly don't like it if, you know, people, if someone were to do that, honestly. Yeah, because then honestly, you can't make someone godly. Only no. God makes people godly. And so I just think, you know, as I've been thinking about moving forward and what's next in my life, like you said, Kara, is doesn't have to be this major, I'm going to go and do this ministry and I'm going to I mean, reach, maybe it is, though. It's you know, like world. I mean, I'm all about it. Yeah, God do it. Yeah. My brother did one, and I still am like, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of takes offense to it a little bit, I think, because I'm just like, not any offense to you, but I'm like, you like up and did this thing. But he could yeah. have done it if it wasn't for the Lord. That's right. And, he, and it was, and you know, I, I just think this. I, I remember Francis Chan saying this, and I think I might have said this before on, on here, is I think Francis Chan said, you know, getting up and saying, God, why don't you just surprise me today? What you can oh, do? Oh, yeah. I remember that. And I just think that our our excitement about the Lord and stuff is not very exciting because we've put Him in a box and we've got these things that we think has to be done or needs to be done. And if it doesn't get done or it doesn't get met, then God's mad at us. Or as Nehemiah, when he knew in his heart that God had told him to go build a wall and then he hit opposition, so often we quit. And I think that, you know, really and truly, when you want to move forward, it's just one step at a time. Mm-hmm. It's just like being on a mountain. It's like being on a mountain, you know, I never want to think about looking at a mountain, thinking about climbing up it. But so many people, when they do climb up a mountain, they say they just take that first step, one step at a time. And I think that that's what we need to do is, you know, everybody's like, again, going back to this horrible question, what? What do you have? <laughs> well, how do you see yourself in right. five years? I, I think it's more about how do you know you got five years? You know, God says that's kind of an insult because you don't know what tomorrow holds and you don't know whether or not you're going to live tomorrow. You know, it's some people don't wake up. Yeah. They well, go to bed and they never wake up. Depressing. But it is true. Yeah. I it do think it is because I. I have two thoughts. One, I think it is very easy to get overwhelmed of like, I don't even know. I mean, I remember when I was going through my healing process, like through Mm -hmm. some really dark, difficult things many years ago and thinking, I don't know how I'm going to ever be on the other side of this. Like it felt so daunting. And Mm -hmm. one of the few things that really got me through was I just thought, I just got focused on today. Like I cannot, Mm -hmm. and even Mm -hmm. if I'm going through a hard time, you know, I'm going through a hard time now or going, like thinking like, I don't, I can't see how this is going to play out or I can't see on the other side of this or I can't, like, I don't. Mm-hmm. And just thinking I got to go one step at a time. And the the truth is, I one think, day. yeah, but sometimes one step, like sometimes even a day feels yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. lot. A lot, yeah, but, one day at a time, one step at a time. But I think the other thing is sometimes when we, even taking a step feels like I don't even, 
like you just kind of giving up, like resolving, like this is just where I'm at. This is just how it is. This is just my life, you know, whatever it is, whatever Mm -hmm. that thought. The truth is you're taking steps somewhere. Mm -hmm. You're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. And where are those steps leading? Like, are you going Mm -hmm. deeper into referencing my own story, my life? When I, that was also my thought process of, I'm in pain. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I would rather be in pain moving toward healing than away Mm -hmm. from healing because that's just going to prolong. I mean, there's no, I don't think there's a quick fix or, you know, a quick way to get out of healing or get through it. But I do think if you do want to get through healing quickly, just get, dive into the Mm -hmm. healing because it's just going to prolong it or make it worse or whatever. And so I think like, so whatever that is, I think it's like reminding of like, I think that even with just like when I get everyone with my house stuff, it's like, mm-hmm. if it seems like, oh, this is going to take forever. But I think, well, not doing something is just prolonging. And so I'm taking steps one way or the other. I'm taking steps toward getting mm-hmm. something done or I'm taking steps in the opposite direction. You know what I found? And I'm very much like you. We think if we don't do something, something's not getting done, but something's getting done. Nothing ever sits still. Right. And so either not getting it done or not moving or doing anything, we're only piling up more stuff to get done. Right. And, this is kind of overwhelming me talking about it, actually, because I'm yeah, thinking no, of all the things that I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, you're probably sweating. But, but like talk about healing or whatever, like, you know, moving toward what's, want to, you know, toward the healing and asking God to heal your heart. Only God can heal a heart. I don't care how many steps you take. I don't right. care how many right. things you do. Only God can do it. And I think that for me, for me, and what I believe Scripture tells us is that we have to get before God. We have to pour our hearts out to God, and only God heals a heart. Well, and that's what I mean by step. It's like continually doing that. Yeah, it's like the yeah. more I prolong this or the more I ignore this or whatever I was doing, and this was many years ago, but I just thought I've got to enter into this healing. And that's what that was. The healing process was every day because there was new stuff every day that was coming up yeah. and pain every day. And it was like every moment of every day I had to enter into it and continually give it to the Lord to heal. And I don't, even looking back on it and I'm on the other side of it and I still have like moments of, you know, still have moments, but it's not, I definitely would say I'm healed from it. There may be some residue, but Looking back, I still don't know how I got through it because I think that's just mm-hmm. how the Lord works. It's like, you know, yes. going even Nehemiah building the wall. It's like, how did I do this? How did we do this? And I think yeah. that's how you know it's the Lord too, because it's like, I don't know how I got through that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and, in one piece and without, you know, this like jaded bitterness and without, you know, there's so many things that mm-hmm. I'm like so grateful, but I it's the Lord. He did it. I don't know how I got through it mm-hmm. because he. I just let him. I let him do it, and yeah. he did it. And yeah, and I think that's a, a key. And I want to finish our conversation a little bit later. But I think right now, just thinking a little bit about later, this, like am like I in trouble? Deep. Like by ourselves, a little bit later? No, no. <laughs> our next, our next oh, okay. episode. Because I do want to talk about a little bit about like how to move forward and mm-hmm. and like trusting God steps. for the impossible. Because here's what I think. And and I think about this, even when this doctor was trying to ask me, did I want to live? <laughs> Which I don't know why. No, but anyway, that's the point. What I want to say is this. I, I got in the car, and I'm like, Lord, that was a disaster. Like, 
you know, that, that woman, I, she shouldn't even let me drive home. Like, you know, because I was like, what are you talking about? Because I wasn't expecting some of the things that she was asking me. But one of the things that, that I realized is she was really going over my life, trying to get my life history and how do you think about this and how do you feel about this and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I started looking at it, and I think she was wanting to know if I had this go to live, you know. Oh. Um, and, uh, and, you know, because immediately I told her, yes, I'm just getting started. But as I got in the car and just kind of debriefed a little bit before I did drive, because I, it was a little overwhelming at the time. Yeah. I did. I thought, you know, God, I don't want to live, even today, a life that I can explain. I want to live the life that is so in awe of you that I look back and go, just exactly like you said, Kara, how did I get through that? I want to be able to to look back on my life and just go, God, if that hadn't have been you, it, I, I would not have made it through it. Mm-hmm. And I remember so many years ago of being with the attitude of, God, put me in a position that if you don't come through, I'm sunk. Mm-hmm. I remember you and he's that. answered that prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's answered that prayer because I can tell you, there's been so many times in my life that I would look at where I was at that moment of time and saying, God, if you don't do something, I'm done. I don't know what to do. And it is in those moments, it's as if God just steps in and says, honey, sugar pie, I've been waiting on that. Yeah, I think because he now I can start to work. Takes joy in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and we do too. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets us excited. That's how we move forward is looking back and saying, God, you carried me all the way. I thought it was me. I thought it was my wise decisions. I thought it was my desire to live. I thought it was my desire to plan. I thought it was my intentionality. I thought it was my steps of making my life success. Do you want to live in such a way that you can explain it? Or do you want to trust God and look back at your life and go, wow, what a great God I have. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.